Thank you very much. Well, I'm going to give you a sneak preview of what some of the things we learn and share on Tuesday nights. A lot of the messages that, uh, you know, that God births in our heart each week uh, are really things that he's showing us and teaching us on Tuesday nights. And so with that being said, uh, we're going to be talking about the Lord as our great oasis. And so, you know, as we talk and spend time with one another and, and, and just watch the news and things, a lot of times, a lot of the messages that the Lord's been laying on my heart is to encourage the home team. Amen. Everybody needs a little encouragement, right? And I was just writing down, you know, each of us can find ourselves in some pretty dry places sometimes. If you look at that picture there, you know, all out on this outskirts here, uh, for you guys listening on the internet, y'all should have came. But anyway, <laughs> we got some cool pictures. But anyway, uh, you know, some of those desolate places, and, and I mean, you know, times of desperation, uh, feeling empty and burnt out, and, and just poured out and, and just overdone. Anybody ever feel like that? Yep. All right. So, so we're on the right, we're on the right track. So what do we do during those times? Where do we go during those times when we need to fill up? And we've, that's really been a theme that the Lord has uh, just been working the last couple of months. And, and so I want to keep rolling with that. So what I want to do is share a little bit from God's Word. If you've got your Bibles with you, you're going to be in Psalm 52, verse 8 and 9. And this is a song that David wrote. And I'll give you a little behind the scenes here. David, as we know, and we, we pull a lot, of, uh, a lot of teaching out of what uh, God worked through David's life. And, and David, as you know, before he became king, he ran from the, the current king at this time, which was Saul. And I tell you what, he really had some stuff going on. He really had some uh, desert experiences. And we can see over and over and over as I unpack some of these pictures and some of these things that him and his men really had some tough times, some tough decisions and stuff. And so what we're going to do is read from uh, what David wrote when he found that oasis. And he's, he, he actually talks about a place where we're going to get to in just a minute here. Um, of an actual physical place, but he speaks of God being his oasis. Amen? And that's what I want us to see today, is that no matter where we're at, no matter what we're going through, no matter what the situation, our great oasis is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So, let's go ahead and I'm going to read this. It says, But I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. I will praise you forever for what you have done. In your name I will trust, for your, your name is good. I will praise you in the presence of your saints. So I want you guys, we're going to probably read that a couple times because I want you to really get that in your heart. And so what was going on with David? They had been out in the desert and running and hiding and fighting and all these things. And he comes into a place called En Gedi. It's, a, it's an actual really beautiful place. I'm going to jump on into that. But also, I've heard in my notes when uh, we were talking about what is that great place for you guys, you know, on Tuesday night. Uh, Oasis, where is that place? Is it your prayer time? Is it, you know, just drinking in God's word? And, and one, of, one of our friends said, KTP. And that was a blessing. Now, ultimately, I want to tell you this, that you know what? We're pointing to our great oasis of being the Lord Jesus Christ. But I pray the reason you can answer, if you can answer that at KTP, at Keep the Promise, is because he's being lifted up. Amen. It's all pointing to praise to the Lord. It's all talking about him and what he's done. Okay. And so uh, that's just really cool. So it's a safe place. It's a refuge. And, but the problem is sometimes we don't even realize how far out of touch we are. You ever notice that sometimes when I'm talking to people? It's been a, quite a week, friends, let me tell you, uh, of ministry. And sometimes, you know, you, you start sharing with somebody and they're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's not clicking, you know, and you're, you're, you're trying to share uh, about how critical it is about a personal relationship with the Lord, how important it is. You know, sooner is better and all these things. And how many know we have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow, right? We have no idea what's going to happen when we leave here. But we know who holds the future. And when we give our life to the Lord Jesus Christ, we can rest in that. 
I know a lot of folks are on furlough. A lot of people have been dealing with other things, sickness and all this. But I'm telling you that the Lord Jesus Christ is our oasis. Amen. So I want to go with that, that theme right there. I want to go ahead and unpack a few things here. All right. Now, like I said, on our study Tuesday night, we were showing a few places. And this is actually uh, a place that, uh, that's called, uh, how do you pronounce that? In Getty. And this right here is actual shot of the place that David and his men ran from the desert into this area here to hide from Saul. And that's pretty amazing if you look at it. I mean, you know, you've got the beautiful water, you've got lush greenery, all these things. And, you know, this is where they had came from, right here. See, a lot of times in our life, we don't realize that we're over here in this desert time. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. But I'm going to tell you what. He says, come and drink of my living water. And see, David, that's as he writes this here. He says, hey, but I'm like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. You know, he always referenced what was going on in his life to God pouring through his life. And that's what I hope that we can do today, no matter if it's a, the desert time or, or, or a time of just a, a flourishing, that we give God the praise. Amen. You know, because he's worthy all the time. Like I said, the other day, God didn't stop being God just because we had a bad day. Amen. Sometimes we see him more clearer when we go through some of those things. But I was just looking at some, some of the things in here. I said, look at this, uh, this greenery and all this fresh living water, the shade, the comfort, the protection and stuff. And I thought, how do you think David and his men felt when they came into this? Running and going and just all this. And they get into this place and go, wow. You know, that, that living water, they call the running water is always called living water. When you look at references of the things in the Bible and also uh, as we study God's word. And so you think about that. Here they're coming out of this time that they've just been running. They've been tired. They've been hiding. They've been fighting all that things. And then put yourself in that place. You know what? Maybe you feel like, hey, I've been doing a little bit of that myself. It doesn't have to be hand-to-hand combat like they were doing. But maybe it's because, you know what? We've got a wayward child. Maybe we have problems in our relationships. Maybe we're having problems at work. Whatever the case is. What I hope we can do is insert ourselves into the story and know that, you know what, God is our oasis. That's what I hope our takeaway is. So what I did is I was praying. I was looking at the scripture, and God gave me five points that he wanted me to just share with you. And so if you got your hand out, we're going to go ahead and move on that, okay? So I know that they felt grateful for that. I hope we feel grateful for what God's going to show us and, and do in our life. It's always a great place to grow in the Lord with that renewal, all right? So we're going to be talking about growth and renewal first, all right? Now, I wrote in here, I said, drink of the living water. There have been several years ago, I was at work, a friend of mine, I wasn't with him on this particular thing, but it was really hot. And they didn't know what was going on. He'd been working outside and everything, and, and, they, grabbed, and they said, hey, this particular guy has had a heart attack or a stroke, something's going on. And come to find out, that he just, he was dehydrated. And as I talked to him later, as he recovered from that, he said, they usually say this, the time you realize that you need a drink, it's almost too late. And I thought, I thought about that last night. I said, you know, sometimes we get way out here and then we can finally go, Lord, I need you. But let me tell you, the long arm of the love of God can reach you where you're at. But I'm going to tell you what, why don't we just drink in and stay hydrated on the word of God. Amen. Not just on Sundays, but every day. That's what I hope that people see today. And you know, so many times I was looking at this. We, we get into that place and we get so far out and then we go, man, uh, you know, maybe I, I, I shouldn't have to go back. Now, what are you talking about, buddy? You confuse me. Sometimes I think when we go through, and just in talking to people, we beat ourselves down is what I'm trying to say. We go over here, we made some bad decisions. 
We're in the desert, and then we think we got to stay in the desert because we made a bad choice. Well, God's still got living water, amen? And he's got that living water because we need it. And so I say, let's drink of it, all right? The next point I want to bring out is nothing refreshes the soul like his word. Now, I'm going to tell you what. Uh, most anybody probably has tried this and done this or whatever, but you can throw all types of things at your life to find peace, uh, enjoyment, satisfaction, all these things. But I'm going to tell you, they usually last a season, amen? Has anybody ever seen it? It's usually a season. And they usually take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and make you pay a whole lot more than you got. Y'all with me on that? A lot of times that's what's happening. And then we find ourselves out there in that place. But I want to tell you, God says, you know what? Refresh your soul in what I have for you. And, and I, I look at a few things here. I said, you know, we can try anything and everything, but nothing is like what God has for us. And I wrote this down. I said, no one knows you better. No one loves you more. The life-giving grace of God gives us power to overcome, to grow, and to live. For him for him in our life at any stage. What do you mean like that? At any stage of our life, God's willing to fill us up, amen? Even if we feel like we're, we're that cracked vase, if we got holes in, 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 in uh, you know, the bottom of our cup, God is willing to continue to pour in, amen? And I tell you, and we're going to get to this in just a little bit, but you know what? We need to be filling up. We need to be filling up, not only for ourselves, but for others around us because God has entrusted us with an amazing message, Amen? That Jesus saves and he's alive. And I want everybody to know that, that I come in contact. And I know you guys do too. So I wrote this. I said, let him bring renewing to your life. How does he do that? When we look at our life up against the backdrop of what God has done, everything changes. I don't care how bad your day gets. And, and let me tell you, I'm not minimizing anybody's bad day. I've walked with some families this week that's had some pretty tough times. Amen. And, uh, and let me tell you, but when we can put it up against the backdrop of the cross, it changes Everything. Everything. Does that mean their pain instantly is gone? Does that mean the prayer is, is, is answered just the way they want it? Not necessarily. But you know what? God is still in the living water business, still rushing over us, healing us, and filling us so that he can, can work in that relationship and be that great oasis for us anytime, all the time. Amen? So let's take a look at this. I know you guys hear this all the time. And I want to rivet this in your mind. I don't put it up here like I, I, I'm not remembering I wrote it. You can't pour out what you don't pour in. You cannot pour out what you don't pour in. And you know what? That's, that's something that I want us to see over and over and over. That we just got so many things. And I'm going to tell you why. For being off from my regular job this week, it's been a pretty busy week. You know? I've done more ministry this week than I have in a long time. And I love that. You know, I wish I'd say there was all praises in that. And I know there are praises through the things that I've got to see and, and, and do. But the truth of the matter, there's been some, some pretty hard times of pouring out. Amen. And so I know I have to guard my God time. I know I have to, to be drinking in because guess what? I'm not going to be any good to anybody else. I'm not going to be any good to anybody else. Or, or, or I'm not going to hear God because I've hardened my heart because things didn't go like I wanted. It didn't come out in the time I wanted. It didn't, you know, go just like I thought. But I'm going to tell you what, there was some things in my life in the last few weeks I've been adjusting and, and checking on and all this. And, and, and man, okay, I, I got a plan of attack. And God says, no, that's not the plan of attack. And I go, but I was praying. You hear what I'm saying now? I'm just sharing with you. And I was praying. But guess what? What's that? Yeah, amen, Grandma. But see, a lot of times when we're praying, like she said, are we listening? And I thought I was listening. But see, God knew what was coming down the path. And he says, I'm just going to put a little hold on this. I'm going to adjust this. 
I'm going to take care of this. And I'm going, ooh, I didn't expect that. But guess what? When everything folded out, I was like, I'm glad you're driving, Lord. I'm glad you're driving this bus. Right? Let me tell you, God is, is, is ahead of the game. He's not, you know, like, and I'll just pull this in. Um, you know, a lot of government people are, are furloughed. I can tell you, I, I, I promise you this. The other night at 1159, God was not doing this. Oh, man, I don't know if they're going to sign this or not. He's, he's going to hit us. I know that, you know, a lot of people are not affected by that. Okay. But there's other things that we're affected by. And let me tell you, when we bring our request to God, he's not going, man, I don't know, man. I don't know, buddy. That's a pretty big one. He's not a genie in a bottle. He is the God of the universe. Amen. But, you know, a lot of times we, we treat him like that. Let's just be honest. You know, we, we, we get out of here and rub this. And, well, you know, how do, you know, what are we doing? Well, I set all the chairs up at church. Lord, surely you're going to bless me. It's not based on your performance. Right? But you know what? Check your motives. Check our motives. You know what I mean? Are we doing things because we love him? Are we doing it like we, we shared several months ago? Are we working out of that relationship because we love him? Or we're we trying to get something from him? Man, you know, that doesn't go too far, does it? You know, you can see that in just everyday life. But let me tell you, when we love somebody, we do things just because we love them. No scorecards, amen? You know, you ever heard that? I was like, oh man, why are we holding up scorecards? Well, I did this, well, you should have done this, and you did this, and I should have done this. No, that's, that's, a, that's a wage, isn't it? He says the wage is a sin of death. But the free gift is eternal life through Christ Jesus. I'm going to go with the free gift, Amen. Let me tell you, free gift does not mean cheap. It costs God everything to get it to us. And you know what? We're going to receive that. So what is the takeaway I want you to see here? I said, I I wrote a few things. I said, you know, this week has been pretty heavy duty. And and I said this. I said, I thank God we as brothers and sisters in Christ can pour out uh, some of that living water for the Lord. We have to be willing to share, willing to pour, and willing to love. Are you willing? Let me tell you what. Got a call this week. Uh, Got to go to the hospital. I had a friend of mine's. Father's sick, and we're going to be doing his, his funeral tomorrow. And uh, and I just thank God for the opportunity to go and be with the family and stuff. So I'm there, and I'm ready to come come back down. I'm getting off the fourth floor, and I come back down, and I see somebody else, and they grab me. They go, "Hey, what are you doing?" It's like I was going home. They said, "Well, while you're here, can you stop by and see some of my family?" I said, "Sure." Back up, we go. Come back down, and then I come back down, and I see Casey, and I said. Is everything okay? She says, yeah, I just work here. You're cool. <laughs> I said, okay, baby, that's good. Great to see you. You know, and the reason I even bring that up is because you know what? We can get too busy and miss out on God. And usually what I found in my life is when I'm the busiest, that's when God just says, hey, I'm right here. Are you going to hear him in the midst of the noise? And we're just going to no, I've got a plan. I'm going to do this. I got to be here. You see what the problem is? I, 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 I. But you know what? If we could take a step back and say, Lord, where are you at work today? Lord, what do you got going? Because I want to join in with what you got going. Help me to hear. Help me to put my stuff on the back burner because he will multiply time. I don't know how he does it, but he's the great I am. He can do it. And he does it all the time. And it's amazing. He can multiply your finances. He can multiply your forgiveness. He can multiply your love for somebody else. Amen. I know, it's, it's easy to love somebody that loves you. Right? But is it, is it hard to love somebody that doesn't love you? Yeah. That's where God really has to do some work in our hearts. But he's willing and he's able. You know? But he talks about, well, if you're just willing to love people to love you, I mean, you're, you're missing the point. 
But you know what? God will take us where we are. And he continues to work in our life as he fills us up on that living water. Amen? Well, let's see. Like I said, I want you to hear this. We have the ability to share. Are we willing to pour out, willing to love? I pray that our answer is yes. All right? Well, talking about the love, unfailing love of God. Mm-mm-mm. I wrote, God is love, God is faithful, and God is good. And I'll click it again so y'all can see it. Here we go. God is love, God is faithful, and God is good. And I, all the time, bring it on. See, that's what I like. Hey, y'all feel free to jump in. Because I love that. You know, you're sitting here like this. And yes, amen. Amen. There's a friend of mine, and uh, her name is Isabel. She's she since moved. But I'm going to tell you what. When I first start preaching, she would come out. She said, you go get him. You go get him. She'd be out there saying, jump on him, Jesus. <laughs> she's staring at me, you know. And then we go somewhere, and she wasn't there. I was like, well, what's up with everybody, you know? But, man, she loves the Lord. And I, and I tell you what, I want you guys to be free to, to just share and just uh, express yourself in the Lord. Amen? Well, I want to read a little something here. I said, David knew something about God's love. He held this truth in his heart. He knew that God's word would come to pass. And I wrote this down. Think about this. I bet it didn't always look like it at times for David. When he's out in that desert and things like that. Wow. I bet you it didn't always feel like that in some of the things that David was dealing with. But David was steadfast in knowing God's love is unfailing. Today, do you know God's love is unfailing? I'll say it again. Let's read it again. Hey, do y'all know that God's love is unfailing? Yes! Yeah, man, I'm going to have to pump the volume up on that one. And you know, sometimes we, we, we question that. And, and that's okay because we're just being real. You know, sometimes we go, God, where are you at? God, you know this is coming down the pipe. Lord, where are you at? And sometimes we want to hear the, the, the I'm right here. The burning bush thing. And sometimes God chooses to be silent. That doesn't mean that he's not still being God, amen? Maybe he's getting us in a position so that our hearts are open to hear better and that we're willing to receive just what he says. You know, I tell you what, it's kind of cool putting pieces of the puzzle together, isn't it? This is not on the script, so I'm going to just hit you with it. And, and we've got some amazing folks in here. And I love Miss and Miss Murrow right there in the front row. Well, if you're looking at this, it's kind of like the front of me right there. And I was talking to her today, and I said, you got to help me solve a mystery. She said, honey, I'll try. I said, who is Bill Holloway? And y'all said, I don't know who is Bill Holloway. She said, that was my brother. I said, that man led me to the Lord. That's the guy. That's the guy that, that, that God used to change my life. Many people, but that guy, man, what an inspiration. I'm going to tell you what. He used to tell me this all the time. He said, son, I call your name out before the Lord two times a day, every day. He knew I was going to be a preacher before I did. I was like, man, Bill's got the hookup. You know, he knows what's going on. That's so amazing. And man, did he live a life to reflect God? Yeah. Did he make mistakes? I'm sure he did. But you know what? I never saw none of them. And that's all right. And I'm not trying to put him uh, on a pedestal, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm thankful for godly people in my life. I'm so grateful for that. So when I connected all the dots to that today, I was like, man, that's so cool. Isn't that so neat? You know, I can see it right now because one of the things he always says, amen. Well, if he's looking over there now, he said, you go get him. Amen. You know, all the time. And I said, I, I used to call him and ask him all types of questions. But I, I don't understand that. I don't understand this. I mean, you know, I pray with somebody. I said, I hope they're saved. I'm hoping, you know, I'm, I'm thinking this way. I'm, I'm young in the Lord. He just settled me right on down. He said, well, son, I'm going to tell you something. He said, I've been sharing Jesus a long time, and I try to make every, every moment count. 
He's the one that told me, he said, son, if there's nothing you ever do in your life, anything, lead somebody to God. Just one person. If you can lead one person to the Lord, it's all worth it. Well, you know what? Like the guy asked me the other day, how many people you led, led to the Lord? I said, not enough. And you know what? That's because that man planted that in my heart through the Lord. Amen? That's some good stuff. And he told me this right here, too, because a lot of times, you know, we go, well, I hope they understood it. I hope they got this picture. I hope they got it. And he used to say, that, he said, someone, I don't really know for sure that one person is saved. I was like, what do you mean? He said, me. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, because I know that I asked the Lord in my heart. And he said, that's between them and God. But you keep preaching that message. You keep giving the pieces of the puzzle. And God will sort it all out. That's not your job. Your job is to tell them. To tell them. To show them. To preach that word. And I'm going to tell you what. The unfailing love that I got to see in that man's life and his ministry and things like that. Still living on today. Amen. That's just powerful stuff. God is love. God is faithful. God is good. Just like David said, would say steadfast on stuff. I got to see that. In my buddy Bill. I get to see that in your life. And I pray you see it in my life. But let me also tell you this. I realize that we miss the mark sometimes. So don't look to a man. Don't look to a woman. But look to the Lord. Amen. You know we're going to do our best as we're cutting through. And the truth of the matter that we'll miss the mark. But praise God that there's grace and there's mercy. And there's a new day. Amen. There's power in the name of Jesus. And God has unfailing love. So let's keep on rolling with that. Little side note. I was just praising the Lord for putting those pieces of the puzzle today together today. Alright, what well, we say God's, God's love is perfect. 1 John 4, 18 says that there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. And I love to use that verse many times because you know, a lot of times, we worry. What's worry? Fear. Right? As Jimmy said the other day, he said, I read something the other day I loved. He said, F-E-A-R, fear. False evidence appearing real. That's a good word, isn't it? See, a lot of times, you get all cranked up and it doesn't even come to pass. It's not even on the same sheet, right? You worry about something, worry about something, worry about something, drive this, and I'll do this, and I'll adjust it. Yeah, the wizard eyes, the man behind the curtain. Don't mind the man behind the That's what we think we're doing. Instead of we just sort of go, hey, Lord, I don't know what's going on here, but I, I know that you do, and I know that your love is unfailing. And you know what? If I fill up on your love, then there won't be no room for fear. It will force that out. I pray that's what we do. So if fear tries to creep in, just open the word of the Lord and fill up on his love letter. Have you thought about that? Does God, has God got to a point in your life where that word of God is precious, man? Huh? Is it precious? Is, is that something that you just desire to open? You know, I visit a lot of people and, and, and go a lot of places. And, and a lot of people, most people have a Bible at their house. And most people have got it as a gift. I won't say many people have got it as a gift. And they, 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 they got it over on the coffee table. And man, if you was to open that thing up and go, the dust bunnies would be resurrected on that thing. You know what I'm saying? I've been over to my buddy's house and I was talking to him one time. I said, hey man, you a believer? He said, well, I'm real spiritual. I said, is that the same thing? Do you know Jesus? Well, I read a lot. <laughs> I didn't ask you that. You can read a lot of comic books and not know Jesus. I'm asking, do you know, do you know the living God in, this, in these pages? He said, well, we don't read that one. That was a gift. <laughs> and, and then he opened it up, and I think, like, somebody said, you know, hey, I pray for you, this and this, and this is real, beautiful letter. Just, they want him to, to receive what's going on. And he's like, oh, don't bend the pages. Wow. If we had that same reverence for the actual word, the living water of God, how would that impact our life? 
not putting anybody down on that, but sometimes we think it's the book, the King James, you know, Tyndall House or whoever makes them. You know, they're making a zillion a day. If you rip a page, guess what? God will forgive you if you're looking through there. I promise you, it's okay. You ought to see my Bible, man. That thing is, is worn down. I got highlight stuff and everything in there, everything in there. And I, then I put all those little tags on there that you get, right? You know what I'm talking about? So you can find all the books. And after about three, three or four weeks of that, you don't have them on there anymore. You know, and you're ripping them off. And so, you know, and, and that's one thing. It doesn't do you any good to keep it shut. It really doesn't. It doesn't do you any good to keep the Bible shut. But I'm going to tell you what, as we read that and fill up on his unveiling love, it'll cast out all the fear. Amen? Well, let's keep on rolling with this. I said, we can be confident in Christ. Our confidence comes in Christ. And I mention this from time to time, not arrogant, not being arrogant, but knowing who we are in Christ. And I said, let me ask you something. What happens? Are you all ready for a blessing? I mean, are you ready for a big blessing? Do you know how hard it is? You know, I'm the guy that likes to give gifts early. And waiting to get to this next slide, man, it's, I'm like, oh, that's good. But I'm going to I'm going to just slow down. So it's a real good prize. All right? Real good prize. And I said, you know, what happens when somebody has confidence in you? Anybody ever had confidence in, in one of you? Mm -hmm. It seems you can go a little bit longer, can't you? You can put up with just a little bit more. I can tell you what. When I was single, if I didn't like a job, I'd be like, I don't do this no more. It's just me. But if I got to come home and there's three other people going, what's for supper? I'll be going, okay, I'll get it, boss. Right? They got confidence that dad's going to bring home the bacon, right? All right? And mom, too. And it usually takes two now these days. Well, what I want you to see here, it inspires us to go the extra mile. It inspires us to focus on the positive and hang there a little bit longer. Are you ready for the perfect illustration? Yes, we are, buddy. Yes. All right? Well, you know what? What is one of the things I love to say? Everybody needs a cheerleader, right? Right. Everybody needs somebody to root them on. And they're calling right now. Tell them we've got room for them. That's good. So it, it, that don't even slow me down. See, it's, it's just amazing. God's timing. So I was looking at this and I was thinking about the things that we had on our sheet. So we talked about the growth and renewal. We talked about unfailing love. I'm building it. I'm building it up a little bit here, right? And then I talked about praise. Now, many of you guys and gals have met my friend Daryl Brown McCain. Right? And if you haven't, he came and spoke about a year ago. He was a friend of mine, uh, was a truck driver guy, and uh, loves the Lord, and God used him in a mighty way. And I think it was in February, of uh, the job that we have is, is pretty dangerous, and the back of the truck blew up. And a lot of you guys have been praying. I wish, I wish everybody here had been praying uh, we, we get the, to get a glimpse of what I'm going to share with you. And uh, he really went through a tough time. I think the last, if I'm not mistaken, I think he said like 19 surgeries. They redid some stuff on his face, his eyes, and everything. And I want you to look at this. His hand, his left hand, got cut off right here. He has the thumb, pointing finger, and the middle finger, and this was gone. When they, they had to nightingale him to uh, over in Norfolk, and then they finally took him to his, his uh, area in Richmond. Later on, when we were in uh, Richmond, they thought they were going to take his hand off. They said, you know what? He's going to have to have that hand removed. He didn't even know that until a few weeks ago. He called me and he was having a rough day and all this. He says, you know, it's taking a while for my hand to come back and all this. And I had to have a little tough love. I said, bro, do you, I, I want to tell you something. He said, yeah. I said, you probably don't remember this because you were medicated. But me and your sister was on the fourth floor over there. And they said they were going to take your hand off. He said, what? I said, yeah. I said, God's good. He said, I know he's good. I just sometimes I get down. 
He said, man, I'm so thankful for everybody praying and, and, and just going before me. Are you ready for a praise? God can do some amazing things. God uses people to do some amazing things. There's all types of prosthetics and things like that. Are you ready for a praise? He sent this to me the other day. Okay, help me out, Tim. Is that amazing? Or what? Give the Lord a hand clap. Give the Lord a hand clap. And I'm going to see if I, I can find this real fast here. Because I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to see how uh, God works in so many, so many things. And, uh, and of course, I asked him, I said, hey, can I, can I, can I show them this? Amen. Yes, let them see. I'm coming back soon to show them in person. It's truly amazing. You guys prayed for the doctors to save my hand. And instead of them taking it away from me, now look what God has done for us. You see what he's giving the praise to? Yes, show them. Please let everyone know that I love and thank them for their prayers. Wow. See, let me tell you something. That's a powerful truth. I could close the message down right there. And I look at God's scripture, and this would have brought it back to, to my mind. And, and David would say, and I will praise you forever for what you have done. Have you taken, a, taken an inventory lately for what God has done for you? Right? You know? It's not that he's, he's uh, you know, grafted something back on your hand or this or that, but maybe he's grafted something in the heart. Maybe that we've realized that we've come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ because of, of what God thinks about you and his unfailing love for you and I. And that's what I hope today that our takeaway is. When we see this in the praises that God has, never give up. Always trust God and give God the glory. We need to be giving God the glory. That's, that's just amazing right there, how God is moving. Amen? Well, you know what? We sung about this a little bit. I'm going to move to the next thing. The name above all names. As we unpack the scripture that David wrote there, through the inspired uh, Holy Spirit, it says, In your name I will trust, for your name is good. Remember all the good gifts that God's given you. Amen. Take a little inventory. He never changes the way he feels about you. I want you to hear that. He never changes the way he feels about you. It's based on his promise, his unfailing love. And what do we say? Love never fails. Amen. Love never fails. That's what we see in God. The names of God allow us a glimpse at the amazing character of God. And I thought about this week, and I'm going to give you all some homework. Can we do a little bit of homework? It won't take long. You can do a little bit each night to encourage yourself, all right? And I said, this week I challenge you to look up some of the names of God and see Him in your situation through those names. You with me? You know, our, our Redeemer, right? Our refuge, our safe place. As Tanya was playing, she didn't even know all the stuff that was on here. But so many of those, those names that she was sharing. See, the names of God were when people would, would experience Him in a certain way. If I asked you, who is God to you? What, would you, what would you say? Well, he's my savior. He's, he's my refuge, my safe place. He's my everything, right? And then if I asked you that, would we see your life that reflects that? Or would you say, yeah, but? You know, the old famous thing is that, yeah, but. Or would we say, you know what? I can trust in the power of the name of the Lord. You know, he breaks every chain. That's what we were just talking about. So there is power in the name of Jesus. You know, I, I've mentioned this before when my kids were growing up, and I pray over them all the time, still do me and Denise, and I'm sure you do with your family as well. But one of the things I would always tell them, I said, if anything goes on, I'm not there, whatever the case. I said, you call on the name of Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. Man, I tell you what, we need to be filling those kids up with the truth of God's word. 
Filling them up so they know how to pray. That they know who they are in Christ. That they know that their Heavenly Father is, 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 has a name above all names. What do you mean above all names? Every sickness, every disease, every situation. God's more than enough, amen? That's all I miss that, isn't it? More than enough. We talk about that all the time. He is more than enough. And just like we're saying today, He can break every chain. Addiction, whatever it is. Ah, sorrows in our heart, all these things. And I just want us to know that, you know what? That's a name that we can call on anytime, anywhere. There's never a busy signal. You never, you never uh, run out your minutes like we talk about. We never uh, stress God out. Isn't that something? We never stress God out. And that's just something just showing me, you know what? I am your great oasis. I am that great place for you to rest in. Amen? Well, let's bring this on home. This is something that I think that many times people want to uh, bypass. And I, and I use this here, corporate praise and worship. Because the last part of what David was saying on there, he says, he says, in your name I will trust, for your name is good. And then he said this, he says, I will praise you in the presence of your saints. I'd like to get you guys with this. How many saints we got in here today? If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, he says that you are a saint. See, a lot of times we need that reminder. And, and, and what did David say? He says, for your name is good. I will praise you in the presence of your saints. That means, you know what? I'm going to come together and share. I'm going to come together and praise the Lord. See, there's something about that corporate worship that's just amazing, right? So here we go. I will praise you in the presence of your saints. Can we praise the Lord somewhere else? Absolutely. Can we praise the Lord going down the road? Yes. Can you praise Him on your boat? Yep. But I tell you, it's something about corporate worship when we come in. When we come in and praise the Lord. And we start worshiping the Lord. And you, you understand that God's presence is, is, is here. Right? And, and we know that we have other brothers and sisters in the Lord that are going through difficult times. And maybe we can lift them up. Or maybe they might be lifting us up. I'm going to tell you what. It, it, it's amazing. Sometimes you think you might think that, well, I didn't say anything to anybody. You might just be somebody on the way out and you just give somebody a hug. You might just be the person that says, hey, you know, it's really good seeing you today. Let me tell you, that changes everything. Everything. Just knowing somebody cares. And I'm going to tell you what. One of the things I always pray is this, that you know that we love you right where you are when you come in here. No scorecards. No this. No that. Let me tell you, we want to reflect the Lord the best we can, and we want to share God's love with you. And then we don't just want to share it with you coming in here. We want to fill you up so you can pour back out. Amen? So I hope you guys are just running over with God's love. Well, let's give you some scripture to back that up. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. That's what we're going to do. Cheerleader. All right? Here we go. It says, Not giving up meeting together. What do you mean? Just what I said. Coming in the house of God. Worshiping together, right? Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Amen? As you see the day approaching. What, what day is approaching? Y'all ever heard this? Jesus is coming back. Amen? And, and I'm going to tell you what. It could be any time. This isn't even on the tape, but I, I was looking at something the other day. I was listening to the guy that I, I enjoy preaching. And he was just sharing about things about how that urgency is, that time is. Like this. He said it, it was amazing. Uh, his buddy was a preacher. I'm just passing on the story that he shared in one of his sermons. And he said his buddy was preaching his funeral. And he gave the gospel presentation. He says, hey, let me just tell you. God could be coming back anytime. Are you sure that you know the Lord Jesus Christ? And the man sat down and fell over and died. Isn't that something? And the family's going, what? What? 
What happened? What's going on? And then he went and talked with the family. And the oldest son said, man, you know, when he kind of came to him, he says, my dad left doing exactly what he loved to do. His last breath was, do you know Jesus? Wow. Now that's a big finish. Amen. Amen. And we don't know. So we ought to be telling everybody. And then he pulled out a little, uh, his, his phone. He says, I want you to hear this right here. He said, this is another friend of mine that was uh, on, a, on a radio show. And he probably heard this thing too, didn't he? And he starts playing, playing this uh, tape back. And the guy was talking, people were talking about, well, they were calling in the radio station and said, was there life after death and this and that and what happens and all these different things. And, and the guy right on the radio, he says, hey, look. And he says, look, all y'all know I ride a motorcycle. This is what the guy said on this tape. This is amazing. And he says, and he says, and I, and I drive down to 210, wherever that is, interstate. And a lot of people try to cut over in that diamond lane. He said, so if something was to happen to me and I was there, he said, that's my body, but my spirit's going to be with the Lord. You can rest assured of that. This is what God said. When I put my faith and trust in him, I got it. I said, well, that's pretty neat. And he cut it off. And he said, two hours later, my friend was riding his bike on the 210 and somebody came over in the diamond lane and now he's in heaven. Wow. Wow. You know, that's pretty amazing. But you know what's even more amazing than all that? That he was sure of where he spent eternity. So today, let me ask you a question. Are you sure where you would spend eternity? Give the Lord a hand clap for what he's doing. Amen? You know, as we take a few minutes and, and think about what God's done for us, there's a few things that over and above. I, I pray as we, we spend time together today that you count your blessings. You know, and I pray as you come today uh, uh, that, you know what, you let God renew your heart and your spirit and, and, and find God as that great oasis. What is that oasis? A safe place, a refuge, you know? And you know what? You're only going to find that in the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you say, man, I, I, don't, I, I know about him up here in my head, but I'm not sure he's in my heart. What do you mean? Have you ever put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Just like those two men, that them are just two examples. Stuff like that happens all the time, you know, all the time that, you know what, we think I'm coming home for, I'm, I'm coming home for supper. Hey, you know what? I've looked at my 401k. This is where I'm going to be at in 20 years. Man, Pastor Bud is not saying don't plan, plan, but live today for the Lord, amen. Let me ask you to close your eyes and open your heart. Father God, we thank you that you are a great oasis, Lord, that we can rest and trust in you. Father, we love you and we praise you. The name above all names. Lord, we thank you that we can come and, and just experience, just like we shared with how you worked and, and moved through the doctors to help our brother Daryl to just continue to keep his hand. And he gives you all the praise, praise and glory. But God, you're doing even greater things. You're saving souls, Lord. You're rescuing us from a place called hell and setting us in the family of God so that we can spend eternity with you. And if you're here today and you've never called on the name of Jesus, I just ask you to look up here right now so you can know. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. I want you to know that all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. All. But let me tell you, Jesus Christ took all the sin of the world and made a way to purify us through his death, burial, and resurrection. And when you call on the name, above all names, Jesus, to save you, he'll do it. And I want you to hear this. I'm going to go a step further. If you're here today and you say, man, I've had a rough week. Had a rough month. I've had a few things going on. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but let me tell you what. God does. And He's more than enough. And He's more than able to hold you and get you through. 
And I tell you what, as your church family, we want to come alongside and encourage you and love on you. And we're just going to keep you lifted up. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.